Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is a place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Today we have Dr. Nick. Hey, what's up, everybody? And myself. That's it. No Dr. Steph today. So uh, uh, she decided to take the day off. Uh, decided to have a baby. Like go, go figure. So crazy, <laughs> right? Uh, Dr. Steph, if you're hearing this, we apologize. We miss you. <laughs> uh, today we wanted to talk about squatting, 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 and squats. We always hear it. Uh, is it uh, is it bad for you? Is it bad for your knees? Let's specifically talk about the knees, Dr. Nick. What do you got? Uh, simple answer is no. Squatting is definitely not bad for your knees. Uh, why do you say that? I feel like a lot of people have this perception that uh, it causes knee pain. Uh, why do you think that is? <laughs> um, squatting is not bad for your knees. Our joints are made to move. And the knee flexes and sends. It's a, you know, a joint. It bends and straightens. And it's made to do that. And squatting is doing exactly that. So it's not bad for it. Now, I think the, the biggest thing we see is, I mean, there's so many variations to a squat, right? You can just mm. do a body weight squat, and uh, now what we don't talk about often is depth. Depth in a squat does make a difference. Now, if you are going to squat all the way down and get your bottom touching your heels, that is full range. Now, uh, you can argue that's very functional, that's important for certain things in life, picking things up off the ground, whatever it may be, and, and in some countries, uh, eating and going to the rest, or whatever it is, playing so cards. playing cards, all the essentials. So <clears throat> I think that depth definitely impacts the amount of joint stress that goes through that knee as well. So when we have people who, or clients who have you know knee pain, and they come in saying that they want to squat, they want to be able to, whether it's a, a barbell or a dumbbell or something or a weight vest, and they want to be able to squat just for life, I think that it is possible. Maybe we might just have to cut down on the total range. They often say that you know decreasing your total range will help, so maybe you might need to grab a box and squat to a box or just to your, your height of your bed or a bench or something like that. And that's an easy way to work around that. Uh, would you agree? What are your thoughts, Dr. Nick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the biggest thing, too, I think with squatting is form. And mm. if you're just jamming your knees forward, um, you are creating a lot of front compressions on the knees, mm -hmm. on the knee bones. Um, so having a box or something to, to squat or holding a kettlebell out front allows you to get your hat, your hips back first, load your glutes, and complete the squat with better form automatically, mm -hmm. um, or changing the depth of it can change how much compression is going on at the knee joint or the patellofemoral joint. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that you're, okay, so we talked about depth, we talked about, you know, some modifications. I think even foot position, right? So oh, yeah. if you have your feet just underneath your shoulders, not a lot of people can get full depth on squatting with your feet directly below your hips. Um, sometimes it's either your ankle, your hips, or whatever it may be that don't allow you to get there. But now, bringing your feet out to the side and turning them out will change a lot of dimensions within mm -hmm. your hips and your ability to squat down. 
Now, does that chain, foot change in position affect your knee? Absolutely it does because now the force is, is now changing where um, all the stresses go. All in all, I think that you need to find a foot position that accommodates your knee and adjust the height so that way you can be able to squat because that is a functional activity that you should be able to do um, throughout your lifespan. So adding it in as a fitness complement is a good thing. Um, so I think that adding the foot position with a good depth would be great. Now, I think there's a, yeah, absolutely. Right now, once, once you find those, I think that the next step then is to add load. If that's something important to you mm -hmm. now, uh, Dr. Nick, how would you say load and the placement of load changes it? Placement, well, load's going to equal more force mm -hmm. through the joints, right? You not only have gravity, but now you have whatever your chosen load is that you're moving throughout your muscles, and it's going to change the way each joint along you, you know, your kinetic change moves, your hips, your knees, your ankles. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that <clears throat> if you were to back squat, you know, put a barbell or something behind your back, and then maybe you put it in front of your chest and that's a front squat or you put dumbbells on your shoulders that's kind of see you see the difference in in where those loads are that that might affect how you're able to squat and that's, that sounds funny or interesting because you're like why would that make any difference well it's more of a scientific physics thing but basically the more load you have in front of you, say for instance, like Dr. Nick said, you have a goblet or squat where you have a kettlebell in front of you. If you place that load out in front of you, you have more weight or counterbalance to sit back further. Mm -hmm. So the most aggressive would be a back squat. And, and if you're back squatting uh, and placing a bar on your back and you're having knees, you might just have to change it where you either put dumbbells on your shoulders or now you have a kettlebell in front of you. And believe me, just try that right now as you listen to this podcast. It will just make a dramatic difference on what you feel on your knees. I think Absolutely. that's an, an or easy even a way. even high to... bar or low bar change. Oh my gosh! Your back angle. Describe what that is, because I mean that that's that's huge. I mean anything. You, the changing where you place things has dramatic impact on the stress to the particular joint. Yes, absolutely. So, what what would you say a high bar versus a low bar is? A low bar is going to mean your trunk is going to flex forward a little bit more, mm -hmm. and it's basically a load um, at the base of your upper traps or mm -hmm. on your rear delts, and it means your trunk's going to lean forward a lot. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot more hip hinging, mm -hmm. whereas if you hold a high bar like on top of the upper traps mm -hmm. or mid delt area, that's going to be more lordosis in the spine or more back bend, mm -hmm. and that's going to be more upright for your spine. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, and what he was mentioning was using a bar or a barbell, um, you know, behind your neck, kind of, you know, traditional ways. And if you put it on top of, like, just above or below your neck on the, on the traps region, the meaty parts of your shoulders, um, that's going to be a, a lot different stress. And if you put it lower onto kind of your, well, not just above your mid back, and, and that will change the angle of how much motion is required by, by these knee joints and, and all the other associated yeah, really. joints. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I think that to to kind of summarize so far, we've talked about right. We've talked about the bar and the type of things that we've done. Uh, we've talked about the uh, position uh, of your feet, and then we also talked about the height of what to sit on or Surface you know. Your absolutely. Too. So maybe you might want to. She said you can change up the height. 
we can turn our feet out just a little bit, maybe go a little wider to have you do it. And then think about putting something now having a load on top of that. Um, and then from all of that, now that you have, you know, some squatting that you're able to do now, work around it. Now you got to talk about how much, you know, how, yeah, how much, how much are you going to do? How much is a given rep? You know, do I do 10 a day? Do I do 20 a day? Do I do a hundred in a week? I mean, these are all really good questions, but if you're looking for just general fitness, I mean, you know, and, and you just want to go out and keep healthy knee joints and, um, you don't want to do uh, any extra uh, damage. Um, you know, most research articles say that you need to do at least one day of exercise or strength training for basic maintenance just to mm -hmm. preserve your muscle mass and your um, bone density. Um, and anything beyond that would be an increase. Um, so maybe two to three times a week would be a given recommendation that we tell people unless you have pain or other conditions that would truly limit what you can do. So uh, two to three times a week. And, and and this is such a uh, an older adage, but you know three three sets of ten, you know, and I think that uh, we both smile because uh, we hear that so often, and it's, it's a just, general yeah. good strength sets and rep mm -hmm. program. That's exactly it, and so you know varying that up. Maybe day one you do body weight squats, and then the second day or like two days later you do uh, a barbell squat, and the third day you do the kettlebell squat. Either way, you're using it as a variation, and and we're talking general terms. Squatting, you know, can be something to supplement your current training. If you're a runner, if you're a mountain biker, if you are a, yeah, a hiker, it doesn't matter. Squatting. Could only help. Yeah, it could only help. So these are just kind of tips that we we talk to our clients about, and and there's so much value in strength training, and we, without getting in too much to the science, but basically the the more force you can push into the ground, it'll push you back. And so um, as you push in and you recruit certain amount, you know, 200 muscles to to push into the ground and run. If you strength train, you actually become more efficient, and now you require less muscle. Uh, recruitment, say half of that, and now you're getting the same amount of output. And so what that does is it makes you more efficient. It's less work on your end, which means less stress, and you can do it more often, more days, and it just helps you long term. And so is squatting bad for you, Dr. Nick? No. No. It's the most functional and one of the best exercises you yeah. can do. Yeah. Yeah. And now if done you get, correctly. Done correctly. Progress it gets intelligently. A bad rap. It gets such a bad rap. Uh, because I, I think that you see all these uh, funny uh, YouTube videos of people falling or they're squatting on a Swiss ball, an exercise ball with a barbell with 200 pounds on their back. Uh, that type of squatting might not be what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about just for general life and supplementing. Standing up, sitting down. Yeah, just supplementing Sometimes your current life. Too, yeah, and, and we've had we've had seasoned or mature athletes. Uh, who have come in here saying that they haven't squatted in years and they're having significant knee pain. Well, you know what? We get them to squat. Mm -hmm. They go figure. You know, it, and it's a, just a good, well-rounded exercise. It's if you go overboard, too much load, too much depth, all the things we talked about. That's poor when mechanics. it becomes, and with poor mechanics, that's when it becomes a problem. So all in all, that is squatting in a nutshell in 11 minutes. What do you think, Dr. Nick? Is that pretty straightforward? It's good. <laughs> All right, guys. From um, behalf of the team at Sports Performance, uh, we wanted to give you these quick tips. And uh, if you love them, comment and let us know on uh, what other ideas you want. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one.